You're listening to the Displaying Grace Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Rabin, and we are journeying through God's Word together every day, one chapter at a time. You can follow along with us on the Displaying Grace Bible Reading Plan, and you can grab it free now at displayinggrace.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Displaying Grace Bible Study Podcast. So today we are talking Esther chapter three, and we see that Haman is placed in high office. And, you know, just when we think that things are going really well for Mordecai, for the people of Israel, we see this happen. And this is a big deal for a variety of reasons because of where it falls historically um, with the people of Israel and who Haman really was. And so there's been this long time tension if you um, have studied past Old Testament um, between the Israelites and the Amalekites and they really come up in the time of Saul and Samuel and so God had instructed Saul to destroy them and he didn't do it and it wasn't until Samuel came along that he destroyed the king of the Amalekites and so we we there's some speculation and thought that Haman is a descendant of the Amalekites and King Agag. So you can read about some of that in uh, first or second chronicles. And so this is really, this is going to be an important, an important piece because, you know, just when we think that things are um, going well, we see that they take a turn. And so Haman is given this place of high office, but we see that Mordecai refuses to bow down to him. And this is because he was a Jew. So he refuses to bow down to Haman. And this is where it starts to get a little bit tricky because this is when Haman makes this plot to destroy the Jews and he tricks the king into destroying them. And so he, he manipulates and uses his power for evil rather than for good. And so this is about four years since Esther became queen and she has no queenly authority at this point. And the king allows Haman to write the decree as he sees fit. He gives him full permission and full um, authority to just write whatever he wants and say whatever he wants. And so he sets this uh, date of the 13th of the 12th month of Adar that all Jews will be destroyed. And this is this is a big deal because these people have dwelled in this land. They were captives. Yes, but they dwelled in the land safely um, as captives. God protected them while they were in exile so that uh, destruction wouldn't fall them while they were there. And so this is, this is post exile. Um, They, the Jews have, uh, they have left, they have gone back into their homelands. Um, but this decree goes out through all of the Persian nations, all of the provinces. And if you remember from chapter one, there was like a hundred and twenty-seven, I believe, uh, provinces that this letter went out to that the Jews were to be destroyed and they had no defense. They had no, um, they would have no opportunity to defend themselves. And so this is, this is a sad moment. It's a heartbreaking moment. Um, 
If you could only imagine just what they were thinking and what they were feeling, knowing that this decree was made, it came from the king's office. Um, it didn't matter who wrote it. Uh, it didn't really matter who sealed it. It came from the king's office. So the high power, it came from him. And so there's this level of devastation, I'm sure, and certain. And we see it in Mordecai's response. And we'll see how they respond in Esther chapter 4. Thank you for listening to the Displaying Grace Bible Study Podcast. We cannot wait to share God's word with you in 2020.